Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Can I do my Robin Williams Good Morning Vietnam today? No. <laughs> good morning, I really people. Want to. I really, really, really want to. I got distracted by the app. I forgot that we were live. <laughs> oh. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, we've got a guest today. We do. That's really sick. Yeah, and we're talking flipping. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> and and then Wes is here. We'll we'll invite him in in a second. But uh, and his wife Sarah. Yes, Wes and Sarah <laughs> are here today. Um, yeah, it's gonna be good. It's another perspective from another couple mm-hmm. um, who work together. That's um, you know, a big part of the show. Big part of why we started, the, you know, the podcast. Yeah, um, was to you know shine a light on uh, on couples working together. It's uh, it's it's a it, it's hard. Yeah, it, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> we could say that, um, but it's doable, and it's worth it. <laughs> and, and everyone has their own way of doing it. There's there's no real blanket answer for everyone everyone has their own you know family and relationship dynamic and Mm -hmm. uh you know which the best way to do it is just to kind of look at other couples and see how they do it and then take pieces away and and find something that works for you so um we'll we'll be inviting them in in shortly um is there anything you wanted to talk about or any housekeeping stuff from yesterday i don't think so (laughs) put me on the spot i don't know Anything we need to talk about about yesterday? You're crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, you were too. Yesterday was yeah, a little bit, a little bit crazy. Yeah. So um, we're we're closing on another property in December, and uh, so we're getting all of our documents ready for that. And yeah, just- there's the financing uh, hustle. Doesn't matter how prepared you are, there's always stuff. It's like we have all of our documents saved where they need to be saved, and everything all neatly tied up. But it's just like I don't know why. Financing is always easier. just a uh, crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, we can invite uh, Wes and Sarah in here. Can you guys hear us? Yeah, we can hear you just fine. How are you doing, Wayne? Gabby? Good morning. Good morning. Good. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. Can you hear us okay? Yep. Perfect, perfect. Um, awesome. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on the show and, and, um, and taking the time. I know it's early. <laughs> I, yep. yep. <laughs> and I know you got kids. You got to get ready for school. And I know Sarah's got to get ready for work at seven. So um, we're extremely yeah, grateful. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. So I think to get started, um, you know, why don't you guys introduce yourself, uh, tell everyone a little bit about you, and then maybe we'll kind of hop into the basics of flipping. Sure. You want to go first? Sure. Um, <clears throat> well, Wes and I, we've been married for 17 years now and um, kind of right off the hop, we had, even before we were married, we'd bought a house and, and we put a basement suite in it just to kind of help offset the mortgage and nice. a little 1953 fixer upper. And um, that was kind of our first foray into real estate and it kind of just like created a love from there and, and kept us going. And from there we've bought and sold many houses 
Um, I know for myself, like I, my parents bought a house in 1981 and I was born the next year and they're still in that house. So I'd only ever lived in one house in my life. And I think we moved every couple of years. So yeah, (laughs) we're we're a real real estate family. Lots of houses under, under hood there. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I, I am a teacher. So once I'm done with this, then I get to drive to school and deal with 20 little six-year-olds and I love it. So yeah. <laughs> Yay. Great. Grade one. Yes. Grade one. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. And Wes. Yeah. So my background is heavy duty mechanic. I did that for 22 years and uh, we were just flipping houses on the side and just started falling in love with the game and decided about two years ago that it was time to just make the plunge and do it full time. And yeah, ever since it's been going really good. So now we have a full-time business and, you know, basically focusing on flipping houses, but we also do a bit of wholesaling and rent to own and a little bit of stuff. So yeah. And our kids are very much involved. They, they <clears throat> are really interested in it. And um, like funny thing is, is our, our son's in grade six and they were doing a, a, cl- a class. I'm not sure which class it was, but they had to, you know, uh, decide what job they were going to have in the future. And they needed to find a house and pick a car and they had to research all this. And he was kind of going off about all these kids in the class and how they were unrealistic and they're wanting these, you know, $11 million <laughs> houses. And he's like, mom, I found a house in, in Edmonton for 500,000, all the bedrooms. And then, you know, I'm going to buy this car. And he was just like, they don't understand real estate, mom. And like, he, he was <laughs> oh, that's amazing. very, very straightforward thinking about it. Yeah. That's amazing. The impact that you yeah, guys are having on them. Yeah, good job, you guys. <laughs> uh, and and Wes, I um, I you know, I I shared a little clip of yesterday's episode uh, where I said that you were just like me. Just you know, you walked in one day and you said, <laughs> "Fuck this shit," <laughs> and uh, and then so I was I was getting ready for bed and I, and I noticed that you guys shared it on your business page. I'm like, oh, I didn't really think about that. I was gonna say Wes put it so much nicer this morning. <laughs> yeah, you put it way nicer. And here I. <laughs> cursing and swearing I, we were giggling last night when we saw that you shared the clip on your business yeah. <laughs> but I thought, um, I thought i was actually sharing the other clip where you just kind of introduced us so <laughs> that's my oops but oh well it's it's the truth it's the truth and, yeah, no, it's, it's, oh sorry go ahead i was just gonna say it was definitely uh it was a uh, gonna happen eventually right it was a job that you know there was no end in sight. You're definitely, that was the only path I had to take. So yeah, it was about two years of, you know, shit show at work. So I had two years to get my ducks in a row and get everything figured out. And yeah, you never want to quit your job, especially when you got a really cushy job, but it comes to a point where it's the only thing that makes sense anymore. Right. Yeah. And yeah. definitely won't look back on that decision at all. So yeah, best thing we Great. did. Yeah, better, and more family we... time. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to, sorry to interrupt. I was going to say, do we have a birthday to celebrate today as well? Sarah? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> should we sing? Thank you. Should we, we'll I, I don't think we should sing. I don't think sing. we should no, sing. No, that's, that's okay. <laughs> happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, um, so... Why don't we start off with the basics of flipping? Like, how does flipping work? Do you guys want to go over the the fundamentals of it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
it's definitely not an easy game. They make it look really easy on TV and it's definitely a lot more than a half hour involved in the flipping a house. <laughs> yeah. So I think the biggest things with flipping is, yeah, it takes you a couple under your belt to really know what you're doing and having the right team around you is the biggest, biggest mm-hmm. thing to have, right? Knowing the right contractors, knowing the right lawyers, um, real estate investors that are like-minded that you can pick their brain, all that kind of stuff. But uh, I, I think the biggest thing is money, like just budgeting and getting the right deal up front and then watching your numbers really, really close, right? So I think that's where a lot of people make the mistake in the beginning is they just, they don't they don't get the right deal up front. So they're already kind of in behind the eight ball on the, on the deal. So mm-hmm. for us, it's taken us, I don't know, we've done probably about 15 flips mm-hmm. and... Nice. You know, each time we do one, we, we kind of, you know, streamline it a little bit better every time and have spreadsheets. And like I said, just really, really watch the numbers and really pay attention to your contractors and everything else. And once you do a few, it, it, it does get easier, but it's still, you know, definitely risky. And there's uh, a lot more to know than the average person thinks going in, I guess. Mm. <laughs> So how do you find a property that will work? How do you ensure that you're buying right in the beginning? Sorry, can you repeat that? I just had a notification. <laughs> That's no problem. I, I said, so how do you find properties that will work for a flip? Like how do you you buy right in the beginning? Uh, a lot of it is just networking. So most of the last, like most of the properties we bought in the past have just been leads that have come to us. I mean, we do market, we do put out um flyers in the mail we've done stuff on facebook we've you know talked to lots of people and uh like just this morning we got another lead for a a place in fort saskatchewan so i mean thankfully it's just i guess a small community small enough that people know what we do and Mm -hmm. and they talk a lot and we get word of mouth so we don't focus on going big like we don't want to do 10 a year we just do three or four a year for now so, I mean, it's, okay. and one of, one of our biggest leads for us is just putting up a sign that we're, we're renovating this house with our, our name and number on it. And oh, we've really? actually got quite a few. Yeah. Just so as we're working on a house, we just have a little sign we stick in the lawn and we've got quite a few leads from those, quite a few of the houses we've done. It's just people, you know, that walk their dog every day and walk past it and remember our name and then they call us. So that's been hmm. really helpful. That's great. Yeah. And when you're looking like at actually, that house, sorry, go ahead. You go ahead. As to say, we actually had like one little neighborhood that we kept kind of just bouncing down the street because people would see our sign and, you know, the neighbor would call us and then they'd say, oh yeah, my mom lives down here and she wants to buy or she wants to sell her house. So it was kind of neat. We did like four in one little area in a row. So. <laughs> really? Just by one sign. Yeah. 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 You never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, exactly. So when you're walking into these houses, like what do these houses look like on the inside? Are we talking about, you know, something's just a little bit dated or are we talking about something that's like upside down and holes in the wall and kind of stuff? (laughs) Well, a lot of these houses, um, we kind of take them as is. That's kind of one of the the perks of us coming in and buying them, Um, especially if we get more of these private deals. A lot of them have been, you know, maybe um, elderly parents who you know, have passed away or are moving away and just they're overwhelmed by their property. And so we're saying, you know what, just take what you need 
and you know we will deal with the rest of them so mm-hmm. and uh, so a lot of these houses we've walked into it's there's been a lot of cleanup but that i think helps us get in at the the price we need because they were we're kind of doing them a bit of a service in that way right so um a couple of them uh there was one house we actually bought sight unseen um there were it was a foreclosure and we couldn't actually get inside of it there were no pictures of the property but we knew the area and it was really good um we knew people who lived in houses with the same floor plan so we kind of had an idea of what it should be but we had no idea what it would look like on the inside and and on possession day like my parents walked through it and my mom even said how do people live like this mm-hmm. so oh, it was in just such rough shape but you know, you, you clean it up and, and you, you do your, your renovations to it and it just comes out beautiful. So mm. it's like the diamond in the rough, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're buying right, right? You got it at a good price. How do you know what mm-hmm. the after, how do you know what, it, what it's going to be worth afterwards? Um, we've got a couple friends who are real estate agents in Fort Saskatchewan that are just fantastic and so helpful. And they kind of, let us know but we also watch the market like we're we're constantly um on the realtor app seeing what houses are going for we we kind of stick to fort saskatchewan and so we have a good idea of what houses sell for in certain areas of fort saskatchewan i mean i'm born and raised here the same doctor that delivered me delivered my kids so i've been here a while and (laughs) know the area quite well and uh that, that's kind of our big thing is just really researching our areas and and knowing what things are worth and, and knowing, oh, well, that house sold for this and the, that house sold for this, knowing our comps, right? Yeah. Right. So that helps us kind of decide what it should be. And then we kind of work our way backwards where we go, okay, this is the price we want to get. What are all our renovations co- costs? How much are we hoping to make off of this? And then that gives us a starting point for our asking price, right? Okay. Do you, do you want to walk us through that process, that deal analysis, the numbers, the, the how you walk back from, you know, what it's going to be worth, you know, to what your costs are going to be and to what you can get it at in order to make the profit that you want? Yeah, for sure. So one thing we like is to be upfront with the sellers. So I have a basically a spreadsheet that we created. It breaks down every individual cost that we're going to have to put into the house. So what I do is put on that piece of paper what we think it's going to be worth at the end when we do our renovations. And then mm-hmm. I break down every individual cost and I show the buyer or the seller right up front that, okay, this co- this house is going to cost us $80,000 in renovations. We're going to sell it for $350,000 if you know everything goes right. So you're asking two fifty. that doesn't work. You know, if you want us to buy it today, our numbers have to be in the, like the two thirty mark. Right. So, mm. Build in our profit of roughly twenty-five to thirty thousand, depending on how much work is involved, and they like that, right? They they see that we're not ripping them off. They see that we're, you know, yeah, obviously we need to make a little bit of money, but we're taking quite a bit of risk as well. So yeah. I think that that really works for us. Yeah, and a lot of homeowners they don't realize the extent to the costs to the renovations, right? They don't understand mm-hmm. how much electrical and plumbing and a kitchen and you know, your flooring and your carrying costs even, right? Landscaping, all those little things that they maybe didn't realize the costs of because they haven't yeah. done them in, you know, 50 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the, when you break it down, 
they they can kind of see like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, I see where you're where you're going here. Yeah, you're not just now trying to lowball me, right? They actually see that, oh, this makes a lot of sense, and then it's win win usually. So that's 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 really interesting because I think that most people when they think about flipping or if they think about getting a good deal. They believe that they have to go in with lowball offers and not justify anything. And this is the <clears throat> most that I'm going to pay. They, they consider it to be very you know, cutthroat. Um, but yeah. your approach is very real and transparent. Um, and, and to be honest, I'm shocked that it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I mean, in it, my- it doesn't work all the time. Like we have had to walk away from a few deals. Like um, we had the most adorable little Irish gentleman and he wanted us to buy his house. And even after we did that breakdown, he was like, well, but I still want you to buy it. And we were like, yeah, but you know, it just, it's not going to work for us. And, and the thing is like what he wanted for his house, he could have sold it that day for just the way the market is right now. But Mm -hmm. for us to come in with renovations, like we wouldn't have made anything. We probably would have been under. So, um, yeah, like it doesn't always work, but you walk away with them probably having a better, like a better thought of you than thinking you're just some slimy person yeah. who's trying to take them for everything, right? Well, in that case too, what we did is I told him flat out, like, I can't make money on this house, but your house, what you're asking is worth it today. You'll sell it in a heartbeat. So why don't you yeah. take the name of a realtor and get them to go through with you and give you the numbers, right? So we're trying to build a relationship that way. So even if we don't get the deal, at least we're building a good relationship with the people we've talked to. It is a yeah. small community still and word does travel, right? Yeah. So. And that's so important that it needs to be win-win. Like uh, us investors in the real estate community shouldn't be trying to take advantage of people. We should be trying to get them their best solution, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go in there and you see like, you can get what you what you need from here. Like you don't you don't need me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no deal here mm-hmm. for me. But like here's the here's the na- the name of a really good realtor who will get you a really great price for this. You're mm-hmm. gonna get what you need, maybe a little bit more. Like, and that just says so much for your character as well. And you know, yeah, not taking advantage of people. Win win. Create solutions for people. Yeah, and yeah. you know, if that involves yeah. you, that's great. Right. Yeah. I um. Yeah. yeah. While you guys were talking, and and when you mentioned that you know the the little Irishman um, <laughs> that uh, really wanted you to buy the house, I, I mean I'm I'm picturing you guys there. I'm picturing I'm trying to picture what it looks like and what the you know what you're wearing and how you're speaking to them and just the way that it the way that you guys are describing it to me. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. It's just I, I'm assuming that he really wanted to sell it to you guys because of the whole family aspect of it. Are, are you bringing the kids? Are you guys going together? Like what's it looking like when when you're meeting with a seller? Uh, we don't usually bring the kids. I mean, just because like a lot of these deals have like a lot. This has been, you know, COVID. So <laughs> mm-hmm. as as little amount as of people in the house as possible. But yeah, we we do actually go to the house, and a lot of times we're sitting down on the couch with them, and and just having just those heart to heart conversations, so they kind of get to know us as people and what we do, and we can show them some of the stuff that we've done, and um yeah, just build a little bit of a relationship there or they, they've got their name, our name from somebody. And so they kind of, there's already like that level of trust that we're a face, right? So we have, they kind of know us from the community possibly, or they've heard of us or someone's heard of us. And there's just that level of trust with that. I think that guy actually called from one of our flyers. And when Mm -hmm. I picked up the phone, the first thing he said is, 
I'm calling about this flyer I got in the mail. I'm like, yeah. He's like, tell me how the scam works. <laughs> so from going from that original conversation to, you know, we told him we couldn't buy it. And he's like, nope, you guys are going to buy it. You guys, I want you guys to buy this house. You know, oh. so obviously there was a impact made there. That's but, fantastic. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. It too. was an awesome house. I wish we could have made it work. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool house. But didn't I, work. I think. I think for, for a lot of the, the types of sellers that you're speaking about, you know, they've owned it for a long time. They have a lot of pride. They've probably lived in Fort Saskatchewan a lot of their life too. And, uh, you know, they, yeah, it's a little rundown. Yeah, it looks crummy and they didn't have the money to fix it, but they still have a lot of pride in it. They probably raised their family there. They probably have a lot of memories there and they want to see another family, you know, um, you know, renovate it and create new experiences. And I've experienced that a lot myself with sellers. They, they were very emotionally attached to the house and they wanted to know that yeah. the future was going to continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of our properties that we actually acquired, um, when we call probate, it was uh, the the parents had passed. And so the daughter was um, just in probate waiting for possession of this house and um, she had seen our sign and had contacted us and she had been yeah, born and raised in that house. Her parents had owned it from new and some of the stories she told us from the house, like it was just, it was so neat um, hearing the history of the house. And so when we got into that one, it, w- it was about kind of preserving their memory a little bit. And, and so we invited them back to kind of check the process as we were doing it. And they were just, so happy with how it ended up being flipped and they were just happy that another family would enjoy the house like they had and a big thing is too like our our son does um all our videos when he does the walkthrough he's a he's a little bit of a talker right so we put him to use (laughs) and one of the biggest things we say to them to him is you know you want to talk about what we're going to do to the house you don't want to talk about the state it's in right now because these are houses that people have memories in and they've loved and they don't want to hear a video of, of how their house is, you know, Oh, look at how d- dirty it is. Right. They don't want to hear that. Um, they want to see what we're going to do with it. So he's been kind of coached into looking for the positive when he does make his little videos. And mm-hmm. cause we don't want to, to sour someone's love of their, their childhood home possibly. Right. And, and I think that's mm-hmm. important to be a little bit more respectful of people's houses that way. Well, and that lesson for him will extend so much further than just in his little real estate videos. I think that's so beautiful that you guys are teaching him that because yeah, that's a, that's a life lesson. That's not just uh, taking a video in a house lesson. So good for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to know, I I know that Sarah, you're, you know, still teaching, but Wes, you decided to leave your job. Are you, is this like full time for you? Um, I know you said you do, you know, say four a year. How does that, what does that look like for you? Were you able to kind of like replace income? What's, what's the deal there? Yeah. So the nice thing is if I, you know, successfully flip three houses a year, that replaces my income from my job. So, I mean, anything over and above that is extra, but yet, I have so much more free time now. So I am able to take the kids to school every day. I'm able to be here when they get home from school, help them with homework, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the, the flexibility I have is awesome compared to like the night shifts that I was working before and, you know, having to go to bed at seven o'clock at night when the kids are still up and getting up at three in the morning, stuff like that. I don't have to deal with that anymore, but you know, I can do more than three a year, but if I do three a year, like I said, I'm replacing my income, but I'm and getting a, a great way life. better quality of life. 
So like, I'm not doing this to get rich. I'm just doing this to have the, you know, lifestyle that I wanted. Yeah. Same time we're, we're we're acquiring properties too. Right. So we're building a little bit of a portfolio as we go. So, I mean, that's kind of our future retirement plan too. So. Okay. And do you, um, are you guys doing this all on your own or do you need to bring in JVs or partners? Uh, yeah, we have JVs um, on some of them. We have m- basically hard money lenders, so okay, yeah. we don't use the banks for the financing of it. We just use other people's money, and that way we can, when we buy a house, we can write a cash offer, hopefully get a better deal that way, close faster, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we have partners that like the process too. They're just making a straight interest rate, and you know, it it work. It's a win win for our investors as well, and yeah. they they can see what we're doing on our social media page and stuff. So they're pretty confident in where their money is going as well. And they're always saying to us, when, he, when are you going to get another house? Yeah. You know, right now we're in between houses. Yeah. And they're like calling us. Uh, did you find a house yet? Did you find a house? <laughs> so. What, what, what does, what is hard money lenders for, or, you know, for someone who's, who doesn't really understand it? Like what can walk us through how that actually works? Is it just people who have cash and they give you cash? Like, how does it work? Yeah. So in our case, uh, we have, we're working with two different lenders right now. One just has cash sitting in the bank. So not really doing anything with it. And so he lends us the money at between 10 and 12%, depending on what we negotiate. And we just pay him a percentage of interest only payments while we're doing the renovation. And then, after the renovation, we'll pay back the loan. So, you know, on a two, three hundred thousand dollar loan, they're making, you know, over two thousand dollars a month interest. So for them, it's pretty mm-hmm. good. Their money's just sitting yeah. in the bank doing nothing, and now they're making two grand a month. And then the other one, the other lender that we have that we use the most is they use their line of credit, so it's a HELOC. So they do have an interest payment on that, but I mean their interest payments three and a half percent or whatever it is. So we we offer them between 10 and 12, again, depending on the market and everything else. So they take the difference, you know, their line of credit payment is going to be 400 bucks or 500 bucks, and we give them 2,100 bucks. So they're making $1,600 a month. Way more than it would make sitting in a bank. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And and a line of credit not used is really not, it doesn't have any potential of it. Nothing, yeah. Yeah. That's a really cool hack for, for families who are just trying to make a little extra cash. Um, it's yeah. something you have access to, yeah. right? And it's yeah. not too hard exactly. to, to, to go to your bank and ask for a home equity line of credit. Um, you know, when you're not using it, it's just sitting there. It's, it's not like you're paying anything on it, but when there is opportunities mm-hmm. like this to invest into, you know, um, proven experienced families like yourself or businesses like yourself, um, it's a great way to make a couple extra hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Um, when, yeah. it, it, you know, a lot of people are thinking about like, how do I invest if I don't have money? They don't really understand the concept of equity and the fact that you can, you can leverage, um, you know, that equity. But I suppose a lot of people also get scared about like, oh, that's my home. And uh, what if, what if it doesn't work out? And, and, and have you guys ever run into that? Have you ever had to really educate, uh, educate people on that? Yeah. Like the, the investor I was just talking about there, they, I kind of pitched it to them in the beginning and they were like, Nope, we're retired. We're not touching our invest. Like our house is our house. It's paid for. We're not going back into debt. And it took them probably a year to come around and see kind of what we did. And, and then, you know, all I would do is I would just 
keep kind of bringing it up to other people around us. So they would kind of hear it in the background. And then one day they approached us and they were like, hey, can we hear a little bit more about how this works? (laughs) So then I explained (laughs) it better. And I think at this point they kind of realized more of how it made sense. And, And as soon as I explained it exactly how I do it, they're like, okay, we're in. And like, they didn't even have as much money as we needed, but they went out and got more money just to oh, meet wow. our needs, right? We needed $200,000 for that project. They only had 160, but they're like, don't worry, we'll figure it out. We got, we got some money in our TFSA, TFSAs too and whatever. So they made, made the amount happen and, and yeah, now they, they're our main investor. That's amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. To be able to, to have the ability, you guys, to be able to go out and write cash offers because you know that you have those people there is, is powerful, mm-hmm. um, especially during negotiations to, to not have to put a financing condition. Also, I mean, you're probably savvy enough that, and this is not a recommendation for listeners who are new, but you're probably savvy enough that you can walk through a house and you know, without doing a home inspection, what needs to be done because you're pretty much replacing yeah, everything anyways, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I mean, so, we've we've looked through houses in Fort Saskatchewan and we've walked in and said, oh, yo, red flag, red flag, and mm-hmm. walked away from deals because for us, the price wasn't right. Or we noticed little things were like, ooh, that, you know, that's going to cost a lot of money to fix. And then we've known people who've, you know, bought those houses and knowing what they've paid and we're just like, ooh. And then, yeah, they run into maybe issues for like down the road and everything like that. And, and so we you know, you, you kind of feel for them, but then you're also like, okay, yeah, we made a smart move there. Like we, we walked away when we weren't sure if it would have been great. Right. So. Yeah. 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 The biggest, biggest so, red flags we look for is foundation issues, mold. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a lot of those are pretty apparent when you walk into the house, you can typically smell or see a lot of that stuff. And if yeah. you can't yeah. see it right away, you can usually pull back some carpet or, you know, find a piece of drywall that's missing or whatever and, and try and take a good look at the foundation. And we pop into the roof and yeah. <laughs> check out what's happening. The one house we were just about to write an <laughs> offer on and Sarah's like, should we look in the attic? I'm like, let's see if we can make yeah, this own concept. So I popped up on her shoulders and sure enough, there was mold <laughs> all over the attic. I'm like, hey, we're out. <laughs> Did you just say you popped up on her shoulders? Yeah, I don't know what to look yeah. for. So <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me of um, just in our last project. Uh, the, it was like last week. Yeah, yeah last week, the um, outside the tap shut off, valve. Shut off was uh, like up in the ceiling. And yeah, I needed to water the yard before we left. And so I had to get up on Wayne put set put his knee up and I stepped up on it and he boosted me up. It was awesome. it was close, though. Yeah. She almost fell. Yeah, I almost fell. <laughs> <laughs> You got to do what um, you got to do. do. You don't have a ladder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I want to know what is um, your guys's like. Wh- how do you separate your roles and what you're doing? Obviously, Sarah's working full time. How how do you stay involved? How do you separate that? Uh, pretty much, I I'm involved in the day to day business. So I'll deal with all the you know the lenders, the money, the projects, um, all the contractors. Sarah's on the marketing more so than anything. And, you know, she'll help with design when we, when we do a project, she'll pick out the colors and the, you know, the kitchens the and all that kind of stuff. And the the lighting and, yeah. So I don't, I don't try and ask her to do a lot cause I know she's already got a lot on her plate with 
you know, mm-hmm. teaching full time and having two little kids and stuff like that. So parent council, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything, color volunteer <laughs> things, hockey, and yeah. So yeah, it works pretty good for us. I mean, she's very happy in her job. So when, that's not part of our plan is for her to transition into the business. She wants to just work till retirement, and I'm happy doing what I'm doing, right? And if we ever yeah. get to a point where we need more help in, in certain areas, I'll just hire somebody. <clears throat> I, I like that you guys both have it clearly defined and you know who's responsible for what. And uh, do you have do you guys have any other tips for, for couples who are working together with a real estate business? Yeah. I think the biggest the yeah. biggest thing is just know what you want, right? I, I, it's it's not good to go in and do something like this with a spouse if you don't know what your end game is, right? If you don't know where, why you're doing this. Some people just want to flip because they want to flip and then they don't know how to do it. So they're fighting with each other because, well, I thought you were going to take care of that. Well, I don't know how to do that, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think the best thing is define your roles clearly and, and who's going to be taking care of what tasks and then make sure you know what it is you want out of this flip. It's more than just money, right? There's a lot to it. And and there has to be like a a level of trust too. And a lot of that comes from, I mean, we have been doing it for a while. So I do trust in Wes's decisions when he is looking at things or when he has his ideas. We're never just jumping into anything blindly. Like it's well-researched. We've looked, he has looked into it. And like, so there, I have a huge amount of trust in his decisions that way because I know he's not going into it blindly. Like I know that there, there's been a lot of research to it and yeah, like he, he is very good with that, that he um, looks into people. He looks into the, the people we're coming in to work on our places. Um, Just lot, lots of work on his end before even things get started. And it puts me at ease that I know that, he's thinking with his head. It's not just his heart type of thing, right? Like we, we walk away from things sometimes when it's just not right. And you want right. to help these people out, but you know what? It's, it's just not right because you have to go with your head and not just your heart at times. And there, so there's that huge level of trust there. I think the other mm-hmm. important factor too, is I always get a second opinion from Sarah. So I will never buy something and say, come home and be like, so I bought a house today. Like, even though I know it's the right deal in my head, I'll always make sure that she gets a second opinion, right? She might see something yeah. that I didn't see. And I mean, if you don't have a spouse that's really in the real estate game with you, I think you still need that second opinion. Somebody so that you're not just so emotionally involved that you're making dumb decisions. You're just yeah. making a deal to make a deal type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and, and that's, and, you know, that's helped us a lot. And that, that goes right. back to, you know, what Sarah said about trust, right? It's, it's she yeah. knows that you're never going to do that and that you're always going to, if, the, if that's what you've established, she knows that, um, that you're always going to come to her first to get a second opinion. So trust, you nailed it on the head with that. That's, um, that's in our, in our opinion, that's, that's the number one thing as well. Yeah. And that's early on, that's what we struggled with was that, um, even though, you know, do you, do you want to say this so it doesn't sound so bad? What? About like, well, the fact that, you know, you may say that you trust me, but you weren't deep down. You really didn't trust me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard at first, especially if if you don't feel like, you know, the other person is truly an expert yet in whatever you Ouch. guys are 
Or, well, early on, it's like I know that he's read all the books and done all the I was courses, confident. And he had the confidence, <laughs> but I wasn't convinced that he 100% like was just going to make the the right decisions because in in my case like uh Wayne's okay with taking a bit of risk and like he's, you know, that entrepreneur kind of like just go get it and maybe think about it later. <laughs> and so it took a while for me to come around and to know that there was a lot more going on in his brain than just, it, it kind of seemed impulsive to me at first. Mm. And so I had to realize that like he is way more, there's so much more going on inside the brain than what actually comes out in conversation. And so, yeah, I had to come around and, and, and see those things before I could just kind of let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I um, I, I know that you guys um have a, have a, a time limit today, so I want to make sure that um anyone who wants to get in and ask questions, they can call in. So, um, for everyone that's listening, you know, feel free to call in now. First caller is going to get a free one hour phone call with Wes and Sarah. If you guys got any questions about uh, flipping, um, so yeah, first caller gets uh gets a free one hour coaching call. And, and for everyone else, you know, please call in with your questions. You know, we got a few minutes left here with them and um, want to make sure you guys get everything answered. Um, we actually have a, did somebody call in? Oh, okay. Go ahead then. Kathleen's coming in here now. Awesome. In just a second. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, we can. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Um, so my question is, is how I had it and then I lost it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) don't be so nervous. (laughs) No, I'm not nervous. I'm actually just trying to get to work. Anywho. (laughs) Um, so is there ever any times that Sarah just has that urge to just go and smash a wall or two? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's one of the best things about flipping. Yeah. Yes, no, I'm not alone. Like a... <laughs> no, that's one of the best parts is when you get those houses and, you know, we, we like to try to open concept as much as possible if it, if we can. And so, yeah, you kind of have a wall smashing party. We've been doing it since we first got married and we bought our first little uh, house, our 1953 starter home, and we had a wall smashing party and our friends ran through our wall, right? So, um <laughs> It was a long time ago, but yeah, like every single one we do, it's, you get some frustrations out with, um, getting to bang down a wall and our kids, that's one of their favorite parts is getting in there and, you know, putting on the safety goggles and the gloves and getting to smash a wall and we, we, it, they make great boomerangs for your social media, right? Smash you just, showers. That's a fun one. Yeah. They like to smash <laughs> showers. So yeah, it's, it's great to get in there and kind of you know, oh, tough day at school. All right, I'm taking on a wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, for calling in, Kathleen. We'll get you connected with uh, with Wes and Sarah. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. That's awesome. I love that. Um, we do have another question. So Ryan wants to know, are you individualizing each house, different paint, floor, counter, or do you try to use the same <clears throat> supplies for each flip? To be honest, I mean, if, if it works on one, we, we try and repeat it with another. And we will, you know, change things a little bit depending on the, the value of the house. Like the last one we did mm-hmm. was we wanted it a little bit more high end. So we did nicer tile and we did, you know, 
uh, staircase railing and stuff like that, which we don't normally don't do, but for the right. paint colors, the flooring, we usually keep all that the same because we listen to our buyers too. And a lot of times when they come in, the first thing they say is, Oh, I love this. I love that. I love this. Right. So we're like, okay, we're going to do that again with keep the next. Going. <laughs> why, why change something that people already like? Yeah, for sure. And have you guys, you know, you said you've been, you know, doing, you know, this over, well over a decade since, you know, before you guys were even married, have you like, how many times have you seen those trends change? Cause I even noticed just, you know, like from a couple years ago, the last time that we, you know, put a suite into a rental and like did that big renovation to today when we've, you know, started flipping again, that like the paint colors have changed, the floor colors have changed. Mm -hmm. Like, so how many times do you see that kind of cycle through? Probably every house something changes a little bit and then just kind of okay. keeps changing a little bit like so let's say the color of the fixtures will change in one house because you know we used um chrome and now chrome's not in anymore and then we go to brushed nickel and then now black's in so we'll black right right so you just kind yeah. of evolve as you see things changing we're always going to show homes and looking at the latest trends and trying to keep up with that we don't try and you know go too far out the box to be crazy but we like to keep our, you know, basics the same, I guess you could say. Fairly neutral. Yeah. You kind of want to have, like, you want to have it so people walk in and they're wowed, but that they can see themselves in there. They can see their furniture. And if you, yeah, I feel if you do too much, like if I, I would love to go crazy with some of the design stuff. I've got all these ideas and then it's always, I have to scale it back. Cause it's like, no, that's something I would like. That's not something that maybe our buyers mm -hmm. would like. Let's make it neutral. And then if they want to, you know, throw a pop of color on the wall, that's just a can of paint. That's easy for them. They can see themselves sure. doing that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very smart. Very wise. Um, you know what? I just got one last question for you guys. Uh, if you guys have the time um, and again, thank you yeah. so much for, for taking the time today and to, to share all this. It's, it's extremely valuable. Um, I'm wondering if you guys are open to it, would you mind sharing details of a recent or a past flip that you guys have done? Just walk us through what you paid for it, what the renovations were, um, what issues you ran into and then how, what it was worth afterwards and what you guys sold it for, how much you made. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, I guess the last, the last flip we did is probably the best one. Um, that was the one that we bought sight unseen. So I, you know, our, already in the beginning, we're kind of taking a pretty big risk. We did, it did take four months to acquire. We put an offer on, it was a judicial sale. So it was, had to go through the court system and uh, we put an offer in, didn't hear nothing for like a month or so, kind of thought it was done. So we put another offer in a little bit higher and they were asking 280 for the house. We put an offer in at 252 cash and it took about two and a half more months before we finally got an answer and they said, yeah, okay, we'll accept it. And nobody else had put an offer on this house just because it was the, the sight unseen scared a lot of yeah, people the, away. The seller was mm. the, the guy that was being foreclosed on was still living in there and he was being a little bit miserable and not letting anybody come in the house or the yard or anything, even the realtor. So that was, you know, we ended up finally getting it, but we also had two other projects on the go. So we're like, oh man, we didn't really, you know, we anticipated it, but we weren't sure if it was going to go through. And now all of a sudden it's now. The we, possession we didn't date think is we'd now. get a possession the week after the one we had just, the one we had just acquired. So right. we had two oh. on the go right, 
grade after the other. Yeah. So because of that, we obviously had to hire a general contractor to take care of most of it. And um, that one worked out. We got a bid from him. We've used him on two other projects for $75,000, pretty much full rental, which was a fantastic deal. And then I was taking care of all the appliances, the landscaping, everything outside I was taking care of on a different budget. Mm -hmm. So that one ended up running us about $95,000 all said and done. And carrying costs was about $8,000 plus insurance, probably about ten dollars to $12,000 with insurance and taxes. So I guess we ran it for right over the 105 mark, 107. And we ended up selling it for 425. Wow. So, you know, taking that big risk did pay off. It was one of our, probably it was our best flip we've ever done. So the profit margin on that one was like more than we usually get, but wow. we took more risk than we normally take too. So you're not always going to get a win like that. Typically we look for around the 25 to $30,000 profit margin and try and get in and out in 10 to 12 weeks. So we're making our, you know, mm -hmm. 10 grand a month or whatever. Yeah. So, and that one wow. required, like it was pretty much a full gut job Took you know, took the kitchen right out. Um, back in the nineties, someone had decided to texture pretty much every single wall. So yeah. we had to, <laughs> wow. the contractor came in and smoothed everything out. Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing, and uh, it had uh, there had been like four or five men, single men, living in there renting out the rooms. So, like when mm -hmm. we got it, the the amount of cleanup afterwards, like um, just they had left. I don't know when they'd all left, but they had left food. They had left. I that's was my first job was going through and okay let's take out this you know cooked meat that's been sitting here before we get <laughs> bugs in the house and so oh, like it gosh. was it was pretty rough when we first got it it needed like a full 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 renovation um even the yard the yard was in such bad shape but we had a, a great landscaper come in and, and fix the yard up for us and that's mm -hmm. one of the things people notice and that's one of the things i think a lot of people flipping forget about is that curb appeal of the yard you, know, mm -hmm. you do all this renovation on the inside, but there's a lot of flippers who don't touch outside. And people notice that, you know, they go and they look and they're like, oh, like the fence is falling down. The grass is dead. That's something I'm going to have to deal with. So that's always something that we we try to throw in there as well. Like from the street, when we're taking that picture of the house in the front, like, is it going to look nice on the outside as well as the inside? Right. And that's yeah. something you kind of, it, it's an added cost, but I really feel that it, um, it kind of completes the picture, right? If you, you know, you water your grass, the grass is nice, take out care of the weeds, paint the fence if need be. And, and we had to do all that with this house as well, because the outside was kind of just as bad as the inside. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest wow. problems with this house is that this contractor we hired, he under budgeted for sure. So he was losing money by the end. So he was, you know, trying to not do things that he was supposed to do. And, you know, telling me, oh, yeah, you have to take care of that. Like small mm. things like installing the dishwasher. He's like, no, nope, that's your job. I'm like, this is a complete renovation. I, I want a functioning house when I'm done. Right. Yeah. And he had a lot of he had a lot of his guys quitting on him. And so he was shorthanded. He had too much on his plate. So at the end of the day, I ended up being there almost four to six hours every day, even though I hired a general contractor, which, you know, is something that yeah. you got to really look at your contractors for when you hire them we didn't 
anticipate that at all because I was thinking, oh, okay, it's summertime. As long as I'm there every day for an hour or two just to check on progress. But it ended up being a lot more than that, a lot on our plate. And there was a lot of discrepancies between me and the contractor. And, like, you know, so it happens. And at the end of the day, it worked out. I just had to, you know, make sure that I was on top of him all the time. So, yeah. and, you know, he was trying to say, oh, I got another project in the city. So I'll come back to your house in three days. And I'm like, no, you said you'd have mine <laughs> no. on August 15th. And it's now, it's now August 23rd, bud. Like, you need yeah. to get back at this house. And you got to yeah. put your foot down. And, you know, sometimes that's a hard part of the job. But it's if you want to stay on your timelines and, and stuff like that, you have to do it. So. Yeah, I think a lot of people get a little bit nervous about having those um, those, those kind of conversations. Yeah. But it's it's your business. You got to you're the boss. So you got to be able to be comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, exactly. Guys, uh, again, thank you so much uh, for coming on and sharing all this. Um, and uh, hopefully, we get to have you guys on again in the future. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having us, Wayne. Gabby. Yes, thank you. Okay. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Bye. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. I I think that um, Kathleen, I'm kind of jealous of your coaching call because just even like sometimes I put out questions on social media, like who do you guys use for cupboards and that sort of thing. And Wes's recommendations are always top notch. I actually have our new kitchen um, at the flip. Uh, ended up using his recommendation, and I'm really excited about it. So he's got some really good um, experience. Knows really great contractors, all that kind of stuff. So. Follow them on social media, uh, Home Again Properties. Um, uh, you can find them on Instagram and Facebook. They're they're always posting pictures of their renovations and you know the the, the kids and the, and yeah, the, the funny doing the walkthrough and stuff, videos yeah. and that kind of stuff. It's 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 really cool. I, I love following them. Yeah. Um, so definitely give them a follow on Instagram and, and Facebook. And, yeah, and uh, their renovations are beautiful. When they post the before and after pictures, mm-hmm. they're stunning. And I think I'm going to have to maybe have a little chat with Sarah about her some of her design ideas because yeah, I, I suck in that department. <laughs> <laughs> they do they do really really good yeah. quality work. It's, yeah. it's it's very interesting. Um, I love it. Um, yeah, it's we still got about ten minutes here. I'm, I'm curious about what you got going on for the day, darling. Oh, gosh, what a question. Um, yesterday was so intense that honestly, I have no idea what's going on today. I know that like at the renovation, we have um, <laughs> we have like three. So we have um, a big Lowe's delivery, an order from Lowe's showing up first thing in the morning, mm. as well as um, the HVAC guys are showing up this morning first thing to install a new furnace and hot water tank oh, yeah. as well. Uh, what else was going in today? Someone else was showing up today. I don't. I can't remember who. You should now, really but, figure that out. Oh, I I have it listed in in my notes and to a big. I sent our contractor a big message yesterday recapping this week because mm. there's so much going on. The HVAC, the deliveries, the baseboards mm. are being delivered as well. All of the doors and closet doors, um, electrical. So our electrician is coming back to do some install some pot lights. Um, yeah, lots of stuff happening at the flip this week (laughs) we've talked about this a little bit before but um gabby uh oversees um the management of the project again it saves us saves us a little bit of money so that our you know our our contractors aren't running around you know on the phone and picking up supplies and stuff so 
um, just like Wes and, and Sarah, you know, we've got our spreadsheet as well. And we, we, we use the same things every time. So it's, um, you can duplicate it, you can replicate it, sorry, just, you know, ordering the same stuff over and over, calling the same people. And then it's just a bit of coordination, just um, making sure that you have all your ducks in a row. And it's, it's a little bit easier for us to do that than, than the person who's actually on the tools. Yeah. Um, but some days it can be a little crazy, especially at this point, I think just, you yeah. know, uh, everything's been all gutted now and now it's a matter of putting things back in. So you gotta, they have to be all lined up perfectly so that, you know, no one's sitting and waiting because you yeah. want to get it done as quickly as possible. So, um, the electrician in the, in the, the HVAC was, was the big ones right now. Yeah, We're getting sure. the new furnace in so we can start framing downstairs, getting the pot lights in and all the wiring and stuff so we can, you know, start spraying the ceilings and whatnot. So. Yeah, I went and had a big, uh, I met with uh, the guys over there yesterday morning when, when the electrician came to kind of quote everything out. And uh, it was great because we all got together and the electrician's like, okay, um, I see that the ceiling's great. You guys are like pet repairing and all that kind of stuff. So you kind of need this done like ASAP, hey? And um, one of the contractors, ears perks up and he looks over and he's like, I'm listening. Because he's like been waiting to spray the ceiling. He's been yeah. waiting for me to get some measurements of the kitchen and stuff so that they could you know, get everything prepared to spray the ceiling. And uh, yeah, he's like, I plan on spraying by early next week. And he's like, okay, I'll have these lights in tomorrow or whatever it was, Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so just kind of coordinating everybody. It's like, okay, they're planning, you know, what's the timeline? Where are we at? When's the painting going to be done? So mm -hmm. when do you need the flooring? And we really nailed down kind of the timeline yesterday. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of work to stay organized, but it's also kind of fun to be a part of it all yeah and, yeah. and we're growing and getting better every time yeah so uh, where where's the renovation going to be at this sunday when we have our open house well they're starting uh painting well priming and i'm guessing painting for the rest of the week um doors are being delivered tomorrow so the doors are probably going to start going in this week as mm -hmm. well uh so it'll kind of um it won't be completely torn apart like it is it'll probably start having some paint and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone who hasn't heard, we have a, we have an open house at our newest flip uh, here this Sunday, October 31st at uh, 2 p.m. If you're interested in that, you can send us a message or email us at info at reimorningshow.com. Um, we'll send you a link to register. It's free, but we just want to, we want everyone to register so we know how many people are coming. Um, we want to cram 100 people into the, into a townhouse. Town but um we're going to be, it's going to be a two hour open house. We'll have coffee, we'll have candy. It's going to be on Halloween. Um, you can bring kids. I think it'll be safe enough for kids. Like there's, there's no you know, oh, exposed yeah. wires or, or, you know, blades around or knives. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, but, you know, bring the kids. Uh, and because that's what we always did. We always, you know, bring Everly into our projects mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's good for them to see, um, you know, what's possible. You know, just like the story that Sarah was talking about, about um, her son and, 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 telling the other kids that they're unrealistic <laughs> with their numbers so it's 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 a pretty cool fun you know family experience and we're going to go through whole all the deal analysis what we paid for it what the the budget's going to be what it's going to be worth afterwards and what we're working on right now and then um the plan is is to have a few more before it's done so have another one maybe in a few weeks after and then you can kind of see before, just before Probably. it's done and then we'll have you know an open house when it's completed so you can kind of just go from beginning middle and end to to, to walk through it I know that this is this is very important for a lot of new investors who are interested in flipping. Yeah, you know, it's sometimes you just need to see someone else do it to have that confidence that it is possible, yeah. and what to look out for, and 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 also to 
maybe listen in on some of the lessons or, or some of the mistakes. So uh, not, not just flippers, but also wholesalers as well. Extremely valuable for yes. wholesalers because they can know when they're looking for deals for flippers, you know, what to look for, look out for, you know, what are the red flags? What uh, does it cost to do certain things? Um, I know a lot of wholesalers struggle with that mm-hmm. because normally wholesalers are, are your newest real estate investors. They're trying to build up some capital. Um, and they don't really have that hands-on experience of, well, what, what, how much does it cost to do a kitchen? How much are these handles? How much does it cost to do light fixtures? Um, so extremely valuable, um, free this weekend, September, uh, <laughs> Sunday, 31st. October 31st. Um, wow. October is almost over. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost rent day. When you were going through your calendar there and saying, I don't know what's going on. I, I got to be honest with you. That was, that wasn't fair of me because literally I have no idea what's going on this week. I literally just like, once I'm done the morning show every morning, I pull up my calendar. I'm like, oh shit, I'm doing all this today. I don't even know. Like it's just. Yeah. Normally we're more on top of it, but just like the volume of what is happening right now is a little bit over the top. So it's just like, yeah, it's kind of like the day of you're like, oh shit, I'm supposed to be in the city at nine o'clock. <laughs> Finishing two rentals. You know, we're buying another property December 1st and getting all the commercial financing for that lined up. Commercial financing is a real pain in the butt. Um, it's extremely stressful because they're so behind. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had that tenant move out and we just did a little bit of renovations there at that suite. Yeah, I should have had, I should have had that property listed days ago and yeah, I still haven't listed it. <laughs> we should get like... on that first thing this morning. Maybe yeah. we can, maybe we can fill it for <laughs> November 1st. Yeah. We still it's, got time. It's possible, but we're we covered for next it. month anyways. So, uh, yeah, we got the tub reglazed and, uh, and got it all painted and the baseboard painted. So it's nice it's clean and fresh now. And, Hopefully you find another tenant that will move in. It'll stay as long as the last one did. Yeah, over four years. Um, four yeah. years and a few months. It's a really great suite. It's, uh, it's nice. It's affordable. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but, uh, that, that's, uh, that's about it. That's what we got going on. Um, congratulations to Kathleen, um, you know, for winning the coaching call with Wes and Sarah. Yeah. Um, Thank you, everyone else, for your questions and yes. comments. Pretty yeah. active in the comments section today. Yes, I'm, I'm liking it. We're getting a bit of momentum. Yeah. I, it's... I, I'm patient. I'm patient, but yeah. I, I know that um, uh, I know that this is, is going to be really big. I, I know it's, it's going to be a big thing for a lot of people, and, and to, to to be the new mo- your your new morning show. Yeah. Stop listening to, to Harry and the and the dog in the morning. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, the other day when I I made fun of you for calling me the Gab. Yeah. I was thinking. I was like. That works for a talk show, The Gab. I know. <laughs> I thought it was really clever, but you took offense to it, so yeah, I backed I did. off. I'm like, why am I The Gab? <laughs> I feel like there was some traumatic like childhood experience like in there. I'm like, okay, no, take a step back. No, I've been called away. everything Gabs. Gab, The Gab. The Gab. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're extremely grateful for, for everyone, all the loyal listeners. We see you there. It was so cool this morning. I think this morning was the first time that I've been in the live right as we went live. And yeah. just to see like like all the people who were yeah. like right in there that joined right away. It was like, wow, this is cool. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we want. We want to we create a little, I don't know. Little some, community. Little community. <laughs> Big and, community. Uh, well, we hope. We hope. It, you yeah. know. And so please, you know, share it with your friends. If, if they're into podcasts or they're interested in real estate investing. Yeah. Um, you know, share it with your friends. There's a lot of value here. And, and we love that you're calling in and get your questions answered. Uh, we love answering them. And um, 
tomorrow we're going to do a bit of like a an open discussion again. Um, lots of topics we can talk about, but we want to leave it open to you guys. If there's things that you want to talk about, if there's things you're struggling with, um, uh, things you want to learn about, you know, call in tomorrow morning. Um, giveaways, like every day, you know, we'll give away and reward people for calling in. And um, that's tomorrow. And then Thursday, we got a uh, big show. Big, big show. Big show. Big show. <laughs> Um, Barry McGuire is going to be coming on and we're going to be talking about, uh, creative real estate investing. Um, and you guys, if you know, Barry, you know what the giveaway is. Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, we haven't quite figured out what we're going to talk about yet. So, Hey, you know, post in the comments, um, or, uh, or send us a message, what, you know, what you want the topic to be about. Barry has been a real estate lawyer for, don't. Just a long time. A long time. He's a, he's a very experienced real estate lawyer and um, the godfather of creative real estate strategies. Um, Barry taught me damn near everything that I know. So that's um, going to be really amazing to have a discussion with him. And uh, yeah, that's about it. All, All right, right, darling. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.